Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. All right, today I wanted to talk through some structures for seller financing, because in reality, the situation with that seller, the financing they already have on that property is usually going to dictate what the structure is of the financing you get with the seller. And that seller usually doesn't really care, right? When I sit down and I meet with them, we're not going to talk about whether it's a land contract or an owner held mortgage or a lease option. What the seller really cares about is how much money do I get now? How much will I get each month? When will I get paid? What security do I have? The actual documents we use, they're not really that worried about. But I say, but it's good for us to know um, how we intend to structure it. All right. So, and uh, just for a little confidence for everyone listening, the process when I sit down and meet with a seller and we work out a contract for seller financing, the process is simply, I have a purchase agreement that has a large area in the middle and I handwrite in there what the seller and I have agreed to. So we've agreed to so much down, so much per month, how much of that payment's going to the seller, how much of that payment is going to the bank where they have existing financing, when we're gonna close, those details. Handwritten in, um, we, both, we both sign it. I want that purchase contract to be very simple, right? Put the seller at ease, it shouldn't be complicated. And then I'm gonna turn in that contract to the title company. And um, I will either take it to my lawyer to draw up the documents or I will have the title company have a lawyer draw up the documents. And there it is. So when you're meeting with the seller, have a simple purchase contract and have an understanding of how these structures work. But you don't have to have the actual documents. Your lawyer will provide that. Okay, here we go. We're going to run through uh, some of these specific structures for seller financing. Okay, number one is a land contract. So here in Ohio, uh, we are a land contract state. Some states are a uh, contract for deed state. And essentially it's the same thing, the wording's different. With a land contract, the deed, the deed that's recorded with the county that says who owns the house, that deed stays in the name of the seller. And then we file this land contract with that deed so that anybody would know that me as the buyer, I have an equitable stake in the property. With that land contract, it defines how much I pay each month or how I pay that contract off. And then once that contract is fulfilled, once we as the buyer pay everything in the contract, then the deed transfers to us as the buyer. So as far as tax benefits, um, control of the property and responsibility for the property, all of that is with us as the buyer with the land contract. The benefit to the seller is that it defers their tax burden. 
if they have capital gains on that property, then instead of paying all the capital gains tax up front, it, the capital gains will be deferred over the years of that contract. So you can help them defer that uh, tax consequence. All right, another one is subject to. So if you buy a property subject to an existing mortgage, generally that works best if the seller doesn't have very much equity. Let's say for example, they have a house worth 100,000. They have a loan on it for 95,000. They're not gonna be able to list it with the realtor pay the realtor fees and pay off the mortgage, right? There's not enough equity there. So that's a good situation to use a subject to purchase. And with a subject to the mortgage is going to stay in place. It's gonna stay in the seller's name and the deed will transfer to you as the buyer. And then you will start making payments on the mortgage. If the mortgage is current, meaning the seller has paid their mortgage monthly, then you would just start making payments on it. If the mortgage is behind, you may have to pay three, four months worth of payments to get that mortgage caught up, and then you start making the monthly payments. But the deed transfers into your name and you take over that loan. You don't put the loan in your name, you just take over payments on the loan that stays in their name. All right, a wrap mortgage would be uh, would work best if the seller has a mortgage on their house, but they also have a lot of equity. So let's say that same example, it's a $100,000 house. Maybe that seller has a mortgage that has been paid down to 50,000. So they have 50,000 in equity. Now us as the buyer, we don't wanna do a subject to where we're gonna pay all of that equity. We're not gonna pay 50,000 down and then just take over the mortgage. We only wanna put, let's say 10% down. So we're gonna give them 10,000 and then we're going to have a wrap mortgage, a mortgage for 90,000 that includes their existing mortgage of 50. And our payment to them is going to include one payment to cover the $40,000, that payment goes to them, and then another payment to cover the $50,000 mortgage, and we're gonna make that directly to the bank so that we know that it is paid. So that's our wrap mortgage, if there's an existing mortgage and the seller has equity. All right, owner-held mortgage. Owner-held mortgage is good to use if the seller is selling their residence and they don't have a tax burden. So with an owner-held mortgage, um, you the deed would transfer into your name and then you would just create a note and mortgage that would be filed with the county. And essentially the seller has all the securities of a bank. You make your payments uh, to them as the bank and you are the owner of the property. All right, a lease option. Lease options work well if the house is uh, fixed up very nicely and doesn't need any work. Maybe the seller's reluctant to sell. Um, or it could be that you intend to just redo another lease option, usually called a sandwich lease option. So with a lease option, you agree 
to pay to rent the property from the owner and you sign another document that is an option to purchase the property at a set price usually with that option you have a credit that comes off of the purchase price for every month that you pay your rent on time and so just like a mortgage getting paid down each month that option amount that you're going to purchase the property for comes down each month as you pay your rent. If you're doing a sandwich lease option, then you take that property and just offer the same thing to someone else. You're going to rent the property to a tenant buyer and you're going to give them an option to purchase the property. But your rent is going to be more than you rented it for instead of a deposit, which you probably gave uh, the seller, you're going to uh, charge an option fee to your tenant buyer, and then the sale price on that option is going to be higher for your tenant buyer than you got with the seller. So you make profit in three areas. You make money on the option fee over your deposit. The monthly rent is higher than the rent you're paying, and then the option purchase amount is higher. So, and it doesn't take work on the properties. It's just remarketing from the current seller to another buyer pool is usually the benefit of the lease option. And then I always include 0% interest offers in um, discussions of deal structure because you can use 0% interest offers with land contracts, wrap mortgages, owner held mortgages, but I include it in the discussion because 0% interest offers mean that you can have total flexibility with what payments are made and when they're made. Typically, when we're talking about the payment on a property, if there's interest involved, it's an amortized payment. So we're going to pay principal and interest over 15 years, 20 years, 30 years right? Maybe there's a balloon in five years. Well, with 0% interest, you can structure that payment however you want. You can have a high purchase price and a high payment knowing that the entire payment comes off the balance due. Or you can have uh, a very low payment and have good cash flow and the seller might agree to that knowing that you're going to refinance in a few years. So just Knowing that you can make offers with 0% interest gives you much more flexibility in the terms that you offer the seller. And really every seller is different and every seller's situation is different. And so for many of them, it will make sense um, or they will really benefit from that 0% offer. All right, I hope that helps for structures. Again, you don't need to explain each of these to the seller when you're talking to them. It's just good to have a working knowledge of really what structure you're going to use to purchase it. When you're actually dealing with the seller, be as simple as possible. What's the money down? What's the payment? And then have the documents define what structure it is. All right, hope that helps. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.